Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, and thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 24, Glamour Magic. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. This week, we're talking about glamour, glamour magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> but first, of course, let's see what the cards have in oh, store for us And today. even before that, oh, if before you that, like us yes. <laughs> enough, please like, subscribe, rate. There's like a good amount of ratings now. Those thanks. So thank you so much. For thank you so that. much. Leave thank us a you. rating. Write us a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment on your favorite episodes yeah. on YouTube. Leave a nice comment. Mm -hmm. And if you really, 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 really like us, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash third eye bind. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, let's glamour, glamour, glamour. Let's get into it. Let's let's pull a card. I know what card I associate with glamour, but I feel like we never pull the card I th think we're going to pull. I have an idea of what did something just jump out. Is this the one? I have an idea no, okay. of what it might be, but I'm curious to see if that actually like happens. Okay, that's it. Don't cut the deck? No. Okay. New rules. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> oh, I saw... Is it wands? I pulled the six of swords. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, let me... Okay, this is actually really perfect. So, in the six of swords, if you're looking at the Smith Waite deck or another deck inspired by that one, what you'll see is a boat, um, a figure who is rowing the boat, and then two figures who are sitting in that boat being transported to the other side. And they're being transported over rough waters. But in the distance, you'll see really smooth, calm waters mm. and a really beautiful shore on mm -hmm. the other side. And I think one of the most magical things about glamour magic is that it really has the power to transport us from this place of not really feeling ourselves, not really feeling good, not feeling confident into a space of feeling like we have some sort of agency and control, if not on the environment around us, on ourselves and the way that we may react and respond to the situations that we encounter. When I think of how the Six of Swords relates to it, it's really about how glamour transports us to another place, to another part of ourselves, one of the many parts of ourselves and ultimately with the swords the suit is about communication and when we invoke glamour magic we are communicating a message both to ourselves our subconscious and to the world around us with the way that they view the glamour that we are putting out to be perceived mm -hmm. so i like this actually a lot that makes a, a lot. lot of sense mm -hmm. because it's a transmutation mm. 
uh, from one des- destination or a, or a perception to another perception, yes. like in so many different ways. Mm, it's like alchemy. It is like, I feel like when I was thinking about this topic that it just brought up like every part of my practice, mm. like every part of it, like it touches a lot of different uh, mediums, yes. not mediums like, like a psychic, but like mediums like a... Mm-hmm like a discipline or like, yeah, you know, a type modalities. of magic. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's really interesting. And, and, and I was thinking about the ways like some things can be glamour magic without you like realizing that it's glamour mm-hmm. magic, you know? Mm-hmm. And because what do you think of when you think of like glamour magic? Makeup, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what people know about it and that's the first go-to is like, Make putting on makeup, mm-hmm. putting out, putting on a face, putting on something that makes you feel good about yourself, yeah. or like, n- and covering something Costume. that maybe you don't want to feel mm-hmm. or see at the moment, which is okay. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it to like you know, um, give yourself power, right? Mm-hmm. And to that, yeah, I I, I identify with that. <laughs> As someone who, for numerous reasons, is wearing a fuck ton of makeup right now, <laughs> like <Same. laughs> like changing that as like oh, I have to wear I have to wear makeup, therefore I'm not pretty enough naturally mm. for myself. Right, now. like changing that bullshit mindset to being like, no, I'm wearing foundation as a protective cover, mm. as for against the elements of life and against other people's mm-hmm. energies. Like you can. Activate things like that. Absolutely. To assist in what you're doing, mm. right? And it's such a, I think it's one of the most uh, accessible in that I think a lot of people do it without knowing they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a pretty simple shift in intention mm-hmm. to like activate those things that you're already sort of doing, mm-hmm. maybe for reasons that aren't as helpful for you as like glamour magic can be, mm-hmm. right? I definitely, this was something I was reflecting on last night and this morning as we were prepping for this episode, but the beauty industry has definitely kind of like, I don't know if perverted is the right word for it, but it's kind of like turned glamour on its head. Um, And it's kind of like weaponized glamour against us and made it something that we have to do to fix all the things that are wrong with ourselves. Right. You need to buy this product. You need to do this to your face. And like you said, you know, glamour can be used to protect us and to enhance certain parts of ourselves. I was telling you the other day that I had to talk to one of my children's friends, moms about <laughs> some witchy things. Um, but Before I went into that conversation, I like sat down that morning, I put a full face on, I put eyeliner on, I put eyelashes on, I put a cool outfit on because it made me feel more confident. Mm -hmm. And it kind of masked a lot of the fear and anxiety that I have in going into uncomfortable conversations. But Mm -hmm. through this simple ritual of adorning myself, which I think is a very human thing, wanting to adorn and decorate ourselves, the world around us. I had the confidence to approach 
approach that situation and have a conversation without feeling like I had to scrunch up small and acquiesce to some silliness. I actually, you know, held my ground and had a really wonderful conversation that I felt like I was directing rather than feeling like a a victim of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And really, like, it had everything to do with eyeliner with your face (laughs) with eyeliner and lip liner (laughs) and some cool boots and like that was my costume that put me in a place to be able to have a difficult conversation right Mm -hmm. I mean that's been that's been I'm gonna go to like the history of the word glamour for a minute right yes so the word glamour was a Scottish word meaning a spell that would like affect eyesight and objects would appear differently and things like mm-hmm. that. It's always sort of meant that. Uh, it's a Scottish word I couldn't pronounce, so I didn't even fucking write it down. I thought that was really interesting about it's the like origin Gambito of glamour, bar. too. <laughs> like, it really was about magic from the get. From the get. Yeah. But, and it, and it, it was sort of like um, villainized. It was like not a good thing mm-hmm. always to be to a glamour was like a fucking like a trick like yeah a trick mm-hmm. exactly so there's this this dude named Sir Walter Scott uh, and he wrote a poem and that sort of uh, contextualized the word glamour further mm. and I'm gonna read it to you because it's kind of nice you may be think you of the spell of that sly urchin page. This to his lord did impart, and made him seen by glamour art, a knight from hermitage. Mm. Yeah. So, like, this guy fooled you into thinking he was a knight. Yeah, he wasn't. a simple page. A simple page. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? I think that's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, because we have the like very obvious illusion of being, you know, uh, a page presenting themselves as a knight through glamour. But then when we think about the history of the tarot, the pages have traditionally been associated with like women, femmes, and children. So it's interesting to me because glamour is overwhelmingly associated with like women and yeah. femmes. And for it to be a page to be tricking somebody is. Yeah, because back then that was the context wasn't like mm-hmm. female centric yet. No. It wasn't. So that happened in, it was like diabolical. Mm hmm. That was like not, it was, but then in the 1920s, That's, when yes. the Roaring Twenties happened mm-hmm. and everyone was glam as fuck, they started saying glamour as like a sense of like style. Yes. And that's sort of where the female centric, that's mm-hmm. where it started. And then it got really wrapped up into like Hollywood and Hollywood starlets. Yes. And, and even like I this this uh, point came from an article I should mention, but it's called The Dark Art of Glamour from 2013 by Autumn. Uh, Whitefield Medrano, who who pointed this out, that female villains in pop culture are often very glamorous. Yes. So this diabolical nature has been associated with that term. It's so I love that it's like there's a duality to it. Mm. Because that's the whole point of glamour is duality, right? Yeah. It's the thing, but it's not the thing. Yeah. I just fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, when you think of like Maleficent and Ursula. Cruella Deville. They're fucking fabulous. Yeah. They're incredible. They're yeah. gorgeous. The Snow White Queen. Yes. But they're also like they're obsessive. They're beautiful, but they're also. And villainous. Which is kind of fucking badass because yeah. like we talk about like feminine energy and goddess energy mm-hmm. is not 
just not evil. No. <laughs> evil in a traditional sense. Yeah. Like, it's also really dark and yeah. twisted, and that's okay. And it also speaks to, like, the demonization of all things feminine that happen under a patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to be glamorous, there must be something devious about you. There must be something devious. And yet, and yet cis men crave that glamour and attention from glamorous people. Isn't that fucked up? It's like the term diva. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little bit like that. It's slightly insulting, but it's it's also like... Is it an insult or is it not? Like, how (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you mean that? And when did it turn into an insult? Because it was like an opera singer reference, I think, for a long time in a good way. Something I was reflecting on quite a bit is as I was researching, I found a lot of articles, mostly written by men, about uh, equating glamour to manipulation mm-hmm. and like is manipul like manipulation is what magic is manipulation's not inherently evil or what's well, the intent right right it's like, it's a neutral word manipulation yourself for right. your own benefit sure mm-hmm. why not why not Absolutely. That's yeah, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Manipulative is a term that's like really a negative term in our society today. Yeah. But like like the term, like words have different meanings over fucking time, right? Yeah. And in this time and place that we live in, glamour is kind of a good thing. Yeah. But back then in fucking Sir Walter Scott's time in, I'm guessing Scotland, I don't know, mm-hmm. England probably sounds pretty English. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a negative term and it had nothing to do with like mm. makeup or adorning yourself or. It was tricks. But before that, before that, because the word, the Scottish word does, is a magical word. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering like things we don't have records for, like what did that mean to like my fucking ancestors you know what did that mean to like pagan people of scotland the celtic people of scotland like Mm -hmm. what did that term entail i'm sure it had to do with fucking fairies because that's Mm, you know what i mean in the fae but it's like i want to know like what anyway like the term manipulative is currently in our time a yeah, thing, currently but like, negative. But words are weird like that, well, right? And I dug into the etymology of manipulation because then oh, I sweet. got really curious. And it originated in 1730. Well, it had already been going before yeah. that. But by 1730, it was a method of digging up ore. So like precious oh. metals, right? Um, and then yeah. it became a sense of skillful handling of objects by 1826. Right. And like, that's fucking magic. It's like, al- a skill- like an alchemist exactly. or like a scientist yeah. or something. Again, like all of these definitions are really neutral. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have one direction or another. But I think it's interesting that people who aren't magical can perceive glamour magic as a negative type of manipulation or a, or a, mm-hmm. a vain type of mm, vanity vanity totally. is another term that i'm like i'm vain as fuck i think yeah <laughs> said the gemini because <laughs> we're gemini in case you didn't know mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting and it's a thing it's a term that's not just for makeup like mm-hmm. it's like you said with the manipulation of the rocks and the, and the ore like it's handling something Mm-hmm. Like, technically, I'm manipulative. You're mm-hmm. manipulative. But there's more than one meaning to that yeah. now. And it's like, 
That's really interesting. Well, like magic is manipulating energy yeah. and manipulating our perception of things and our ideas of how things could go. And so, I don't know, it's interesting. I also keep coming back to like in the back of my mind how in a patriarchal society, like there's so much hate toward people who enjoy glamour Mm-hmm. Um, who mm-hmm. like find a sense of power from glamour, whether mm-hmm. it's like a woman or a drag queen, or even like if we think about, you know, I'm I'm gender nonconforming, but if we think about transness and how that really, it can be, you don't always have to change your appearance, but for some trans folks, changing your appearance is part of what helps you find yourself yeah. and really embody this version of yourself that feels more true and real and authentic Mm -hmm. and like that's i think that's glamour magic too Yeah, absolutely and it does take some you know manipulation but so does like getting dressed in the morning right like i could just be in my sweatpants all day and most days i am (laughs) (laughs) most days i am too but on certain days i'm like no i'm getting i'm getting fucking dressed today and it makes me feel different about myself and the world around me I think it's like, and it doesn't mean that you're like conforming to like societal standard. You can go that way Mm -hmm. and maybe, but maybe shifting your focus on how you dress yourself, like why you dress yourself Mm -hmm. that way for you and making it about you Mm -hmm. is a way to sort of combat that because that's not what that means. Right. Yeah. You don't have to look. But there are still, like, when you go, I'm thinking of, like, a job interview. You need to mm -hmm. dress a certain way. It's the way that, like, corporations put down these rules on Mm -hmm. how people look. And, you know, you can't have tattoos that show Mm -hmm. that's, tattoos are glamour magic. Yeah. Uh, And more. And more. (laughs) But, yeah. And then how, you know, they don't allow black people to wear their natural hair. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know, or just it's like distracting you from it's like anything that makes you stand out to them is like, no, we don't want that because they want you to be like a worker bee. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like choosing like say you really fucking need a job and it's somewhere like, you know, that's not for you. That place is not for you, but you need the money. Yeah. Like putting on the costume of that environment can be glamour magic. Even though it's not necessarily like your most authentic self, you are like channeling the frequency of a space so that you can get hired. And And then then maybe be yourself once you get there. (laughs) Yeah. And so you can like get through the day. You're absolutely right though. Using that, using that. Yeah. I mean, that's just tactical. Like Mm -hmm. use it in a tactical way. Right. Because you want to get the job, right? Yeah, fake That's it till like you make it. That's like protective, right? Let's fake it till you make it. Glamour truly. doesn't always have to be about like being your most obvious and like yeah. out self. It can also be about like I don't know. It's kind of like snake energy, yeah, like it slithering is. your way into a space where you need to be, even though it might not be like the greatest expression of who you are. If you if you've got to be there, you can like use your glamour magic to get yourself to fit in and to make people think like, oh, this person totally belongs here. Is like lying on your resume glamour (laughs) magic? I think it might be. Maybe. I think it might be. Or is stretching the truth a little bit? Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. I mean, corporations lie about caring for you, so I don't see why you can't lie about your past. Fucking cares. (laughs) <laughs> salary if, if you know you can do the job then get it 
fake it till you make exactly. it. Exactly. You know? That's really interesting. Um, what are some ways that you like to practice glamour magic? Well, you know, it's funny because I am a really creative person. I consider myself a creatrix. Mm-hmm. That's the axis of my magic, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because I use mirrors all the time Mm -hmm. in my magical practices. I always have one on my altar. I have multiple. Mm -hmm. Like I want one facing me while I practice. And I know that's not the jam for everybody. But for me, Mm -hmm. I really like looking at myself. Yeah. And almost like scrying into my own face, Mm -hmm. which is a fucking trip. Yeah. Right? And I don't know what exactly that means about me, but... I do know that glamour and color and adornment is a huge part of what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, mirrors, to me, amplify and reflect like what I'm doing. For me, it feels very mm-hmm. like like they're the silent witness to my power. Ooh, yes. Quite honest, they're the they're the second person in the room. Mm. Second person, I'm a Gemini, remember, so that's <laughs> mm-hmm. duality. It's almost like reflecting that duality. You can see your twin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and and seeing that myself, like, in those spaces with, like, candlelight on my face makes me feel magical because that's, mm-hmm. like, my inner witch. That's my, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's also me. I'm me and I'm also me, like, in mm-hmm. that moment because I don't always, like, dress up when I do rituals but sometimes I do mm-hmm. I don't know what about you do you do you like to adorn yourself when you do like well shit like that it depends so I mean part of my practice is wearing all white for yeah. a lot of stuff and I do believe like that is a form of glamour magic of like ritually bathing beforehand, putting on fresh white clothing, tying my hair back, having a clean face like that's a form of glamour magic that's different than like the glamour magic I do before I, you know, I get ready for the show, yeah. which is like stage Caitlin. It's true. You know? Like, do I wear this dress ever? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. <laughs> Am I wearing it now? Yeah. Cause it's the glam. This is what I've interpreted yes. as glamour. Right. Well, and you also touched on something that I think is really important in glamour magic is like a power color. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't always have to be the same color. Like for a long time, it was a red lip for me. Like if I'm wearing a red lip, I'm fucking on. But like to choose a a color and like channel it. Can we talk about Into your clothing. Oh, that's magical. Like white, you wearing white and other cultures and magical practitioners that wear white. That is absolutely glamour. That is channeling that color's energy to to help out in what you're doing Mm. for whatever reason that is, right? It's like black as a power color for witches. I mean, black is a powerful color. It's protected. It's the color of all of creation, all at fucking once. Right. Which is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's it's all in nothing, and it blends in and also Mm -hmm. stands out, and it's all these cool, cool things, right? And... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm wearing lime green, which mm-hmm. to me is very bright. And that's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of like juicy and fey energy. It's like a, like a pear mm-hmm. or something. I and love I have, it. Like bright green eyeshadow on. And yeah. like it's, I love it. Yeah, it's very, it's very Laura. If you, mm-hmm. it's very show Laura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, it's just, 
Yeah. And it's not just, I think it's not just adorning yourself too. It's like adorning your space. Absolutely. Painting. And it's all I fucking do. Mm -hmm. Painting, like choosing objects even that have certain colors, like Mm -hmm. this amber uh, spirit. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. That's what I just had. But like Mm -hmm. the color of that, like if you're drawn to color, like what does that say about you in the moment? Like, Mm I'm constantly shifting. Like my nail colors are never the same twice. Yes, I feel like nails really are. Nails glamour are glamour. Magic. My name, mm-hmm. my fake ass nails are a glamour because mm-hmm. for a long time I'd keep them short for practice. Like I played the ukulele a lot, so and I cannot do. I'm not Dolly Parton. <laughs> I can't play them with this. So I sure wish I was. Though. I sure <laughs> wish I was. That's gla- Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is glamour. Yes, absolutely. Magic. She is glamour magic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just got chills mm-hmm. because absolutely that woman mm. is. I was listening to her the whole way here. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't care what no. people think of. She never did. No. And that's but that's her stage. That's stage Dolly. Stage character. Yes. That's Dolly. That is glamour magic. Unapologetically like being yourself and not giving a fuck what people mm-hmm. say or it, that's brave and it's glamour that's mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. dolly parton's magical but we knew that already mm-hmm. but yes nails my my claws my witchy hands my like it yeah <laughs> just like it points my energy like if we're talking about just weird nitpicky stuff like elongating my fingers like makes mm-hmm. it feel and look what i perceive to be witchy me too <laughs> me too and like and like magic wand it's kind of like it's like a, a wand it's like having little wands <laughs> and i don't know it just it also is practical because i have um dermatillomania so i pick my skin of my hands me too it's what made me stop it's the made only me stop thing too yeah mm-hmm. if anyone out there is suffering from dermatillomania the skin picky kind because mm-hmm. i know it's also the hair pulling out and i can't help you there but Get get some gel X or or <laughs> fake nails because let me tell you the picking sensation that you that you like to feel when you have that and it gives you pleasure it doesn't give you pleasure it doesn't give me pleasure when you're picking with a fake nail on top of your nail it's not the same it no it is so it feels gross feel like your mm-hmm. nail's gonna bend off backwards almost uh, and that's not a good <laughs> that's happened to me before mm-hmm. uh, don't get acrylics on your toes in 1999 that's not that's not the way we don't need a French tip on our toes. For prom. <laughs> we don't need that. That wasn't my prom. That was my junior. It was for something. I was like, I'm not aging myself. It's like 2003. Anyway. <laughs> in the early 2000s, that was a thing. <laughs> Acrylic on the toes. At least in my town, it was. It was what all, everybody was doing. But short, not yeah. long. But like, yeah. <laughs> my boyfriend like jumped and sat back on the couch and then his heel hit my toenail no. and it bent backwards. No, 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 no. It was not okay. So don't do that. I hate it. I don't recommend. <gasps> unless you like maybe you're missing like most of your nail and you like need to do it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. If you, yes, if you suffer from that, that's a glamour that literally cured my freaking mental illness. Okay. Me too. So I used to pick my cuticles until they were bloody and like yeah. bite and bite. And oh, it I'd was, eat my skin. And it hurt. And it was I delicious. Eat, and I couldn't stop. And it would frustrate me so much. But putting yeah. this like glamour over my nails literally stopped it. And sometimes yeah. I feel a little guilty and shameful for doing it. And then oh, I'm like, yeah. no, this has helped your mental health. No, I forget like, oh, I should take them off. And I'm like, I can't no. do it because uh, my thumb, look at my thumb. They look fine, right? Yeah. This one, most of my life, feel right there. 
it's it's kind of you can still yeah. kind of feel it it would be just swollen mm-hmm. and disgusting i used to have like knots on my fingers from like yeah. biting so much wow. and yeah it's a thing it's a real like it's an ocd related mm-hmm. thing yeah. that i didn't know there was a name for it until last fucking year so that's why i keep mm-hmm. saying it and there's like help if you have dermatillomania <laughs> You can get help and you're not alone. It's such a shameful ass weird thing where people just look at you and go, Ew, that's gross. Why are you doing that? And you're like, I have deep rooted anxiety. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I like to eat my skin. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's glamour. (laughs) That's glamour. Yes. Because that's, that's, that was super helpful. So, like that. And then, like, yes, painting, art, and just adorning the world around you oh so that God. you can channel a certain energy yeah. and feeling. Mm-hmm. All that, all of those things that you likely already do, it's glamour. Mm-hmm. I just realized how deep root, because I was like, oh, glamour magic, cool. It's not really just like a sect of magic, it like is magic. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It is the boat that the dude's taken us on in the mm-hmm. forgot it's what the suit boat. it was the mm-hmm. six of swords yeah it's the boat it's like everything about that where it's like we're taking ourselves to another place mm-hmm. that's powerful yes absolutely what's another like soup what do you think of uh from pop culture when you think of a glamour spell uh well of course the craft the craft i Obviously. wanted to mention the craft yeah. <laughs> where she changes her hair color yeah, iconic it's iconic mm-hmm. i love that that and then she shakes it out yeah and well and then later it gets scary when like nancy changes all the way into is it sarah yeah I can't remember sarah. Her name. yeah and like hooks up with the cra- with the like not nice dude yeah and then skeet jumps out the window and she's like, and she ah! like <laughs> that's glamour <laughs> That's a really literal example of like, and if you can do that, more power wow, to you. Teach I, me, teach me your ways, because mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, and I think like on a, a simpler level, especially if you're not into costume. Like I personally fucking love costume. When I get dressed outside of sweatpants, I try to make every outfit a costume. And for a long time, I like toned that down because of the environments I was working in. I had a boss who would like make fun of me when I would mm-hmm. wear clothes that made me happy. But lately I've been like <sighs> amping it up again because then I went through the maternal guilt of like moms can't wear stuff like this. You know what? I'm going to pause you <laughs> because you know what really pisses me off when people comment on what other people are fucking wearing mm-hmm. in a neutral to negative way yes it fucking it made me like not it's so fucked up mm-hmm. because i i have a very feminine style like and i was raised by like my mom who's doesn't and that's fine she never wore makeup didn't she didn't fucking need that whatever mm-hmm. that's not not her thing but like i was very like Clearly, I'm like, learn how, she had to learn how to curl my hair. Mm. And she did it for me. You know, like, she would help me with my little glamour things. And, like, <laughs> I had to learn, teach myself how to, you know, ruin my eyebrows and pluck them all out. But, like, <laughs> I just remember, be, not by my parents, but just, like, my extended family would, to this day and sometimes, like, just com- when they comment on young girls' appearance. I'm the oldest cousin, so I got all that shit. Just any sort of comment of on a young girl's appearance mm. or a person's appearance, it really fucks with your head it because does. you're then you're conscious of what you look like to a point where like if you don't want that attention from from the patriarchal society we live in, to mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, 
you tone it down. You tone yeah. down what you actually want to look like. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, your sexuality is in question or whatever, like, mm-hmm. same thing. It's like, just mm-hmm. fucking stop. Because mm-hmm. there's people that are telling you that, like, are fucking bored and obviously have nothing else to think mm-hmm. of or are boring as fuck and don't, like... Fucking brainwashed you know I mean? by... It's just like... Yeah. I just remember being super affected by that. Mm-hmm. And also, to add on to that, I'm just realizing mm-hmm. this as I'm talking, I was a girl who... I used glamour <laughs> as a way of protecting myself by blending in with males. Yeah. I have a lot of male friends, and I hung out with all dudes in high school, mm-hmm. if you could not tell. <laughs> My personality has been affected deeply <laughs> by it, but... But like laughing at the man show, mm. things like that, where it's like just using glamour is always like opposite, like removing the glamour it is a glamour. Do you know what I mean? Like toning mm. down that. It can go in any direction. Yeah. Right? Glamour doesn't have to embody more. like that. It doesn't embody more. Yeah, it doesn't excess. have to be like Hollywood, yeah. big sparkle glitter. But maybe I wanted that, yeah. but I would wear you know, jeans, sweaters, like covering myself. That is a protection. It, like that's a shell. To protect myself because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we were growing up, like things were really like masculine centered and like movies like American Pie and things that I thought oh were God, fucking yeah. great. You look at now and they're fucking terrible. Disgusting. They're yeah. disgusting and I can't even watch them. Yeah. And I used to just draw the law, whatever, not be mm-hmm. offended by things to fit in, mm-hmm. to just fly under the radar and to survive. Mm-hmm. How fucked up is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized that that's that's been a big part of my life currently is undoing that. Yeah. And like finding like my magic in the past like 20, God, 20 years again, or, you know, whatever, just mm-hmm. leaning into it and like, I'm still allowing myself to wear a dress in public without being like, will this be too much perceived as too much? Yeah, I go through that what too. What will people yeah. look at me like? Mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a weird anxiety Am I going me. to become a target? But the truth is like, we're yeah. always targets. We're always targets it anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Or like <laughs> looking like extra shitty. So that, or like, hey, I'm going to go to Home Depot. I better change into pants. I better put pants on. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't give a shit anymore, but yeah. like. You know, it's mm. still like a thought that mm. I have. Or even like, okay, my grandparents don't speak English. And something that my abuela was always very adamant about was like, if I'm leaving the house and going out in public, I am wearing a perfectly monochromatic outfit, pressed Excellent. jeans, heels that match, purse that match, all her jewelry and all her makeup because she knew that people would not respect her. Like Mm. they would automatically default to treating her badly because she didn't speak English. But if she put out all the stops, she would gain a little bit more respect from the world around her, whether it's the person at the grocery store or especially in doctor's offices, which is something that a lot of people of color, especially black women, like suffer from not being believed in spaces like that. And we turn to things like glamour magic to help us look in a certain way so that people that we are depending on will take us seriously. Damn, mm-hmm. that's so true. Yeah, it's not always it's so fun. True. Like sometimes it's just about like survival. Truly, yeah. it's, it's just like adapting to get what you need and, mm-hmm. and some people have to work extra fucking hard at that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, fuck, that's fucking weird. It always comes back here. <laughs> and it always comes, no it does it because always. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think 
yeah well that makes it makes it hard for people that are fucking oppressed in whatever way to like feel okay about expressing themselves or Mm -hmm. to use the glamour for a positive way and in like a you know in a different way than maybe they're used to Mm -hmm. oh fuck that makes me mad yeah like Like, i'm 36 fucking years old i should be able to wear what the hell i want Mm -hmm. and go to go anywhere and not be you know but i'm like traditionally attractive or whatever so it's just been a constant like lifelong like i don't want your attention i'm one of you Mm. you cannot fuck with me because i'm one of you Mm -hmm. and it's worked (laughs) You know, you talk like a dude, you act like a dude, you you take on masculine ener- more mm-hmm. masculine energy than you maybe want to. Yeah. That's been my life. Yeah. For well, a long time it was and it's That's clever magic too. That's, yeah. But it was in a way that was like protecting the authentic parts of you rather than amplifying the authentic parts of you. And then that goes back to how like manipulation is a neutral word and can be, we can manipulate our own energies in any fucking direction through glamour. Mm -hmm. That is so crazy. I know, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, that's, it's such an important part of, of magic to, Mm -hmm. to just think of it like that because it's, it's not just putting on lipstick Mm -mm. and like your abuela, like, having to do all this I totally that's totally makes sense Mm -hmm. you know that's so like we all we all sort of dress for the jobs we want right right but some of us have to dress for the jobs that like we have or Mm -hmm. you know like even though I wanted to be a professional witch I was still working in corporate retail or yeah when I was a real estate agent it was like when before I was full time, I was like, I'm a real estate. What do I wear? Right. I, like, I, I didn't want to be too much. I was trying to be the we- the witchy realtor. Okay? Yeah, it but was cute though. It was cute. <laughs> hey, it was what I knew, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't want to wear a collared shirt. Yeah, no. I want to wear whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> oh man. I definitely. I wrote something really funny. What? Colors have traditional meanings, but fuck them. No, truly. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about it for a minute. What does the color uh, mean to you? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know, colors. Colors have. We all have the. You know, the correspondent, the well in correspondence, whatever mm. tells us <laughs> whatever well in, yellow yes. means happiness or whatever. And that's not always true for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think colors are very individual, mm-hmm. and that's how you should practice. So if you're like. I really want to wear yellow today, but I'm trying to banish something. Fucking wear it and see yeah. what happens, mm-hmm. you know, until you can feel. There are little like it's good if you're beginning and you want to just try out some stuff. Those guidelines are can be helpful as you're figuring your own shit out. Or Absolutely. if you're explaining it to someone that and, it, and you know, you're explaining like because they have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Whoever made it up. I don't know. They're probably just sort of our collective Mm-hmm. experience mixed into like a chart right right which is fine it's yeah. like a census a color mm-hmm. census right <laughs> most people think black is protective right mm-hmm. but then there are exceptions there are people who think that like black is like negative like dark energy yeah quote unquote dark energy yeah there's like, all or like pink might mm-hmm. not be or red might not be love to you it could be war it could be blood <laughs> you know which i mean that all goes together in my and my head <laughs> and that can be you know if you're like oh i want to know like that goes back to mm-hmm. like different ancestries and different mm-hmm. things and different cultures like believe different shit 
And it's all correct. What? Yeah. Embrace the colors that call out to you because it's usually for a reason. I said, yeah. but fuck them. <laughs> I just, yeah, unless I'm explaining something very broadly and like at a broad platform, I'll, I'll use those. But always ask somebody if you're working with somebody like, mm. I want to paint this black. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, I want to do, you know, do you like lavender? I was vending and somebody was like, they were wearing pink overalls pink overalls and they were like looking at my shit and they did that shitty thing where they're like well I don't really like all this lilac but blah. and I was like well clearly I do so go away make your own then I'm like you're wearing pink over how do you not like lilac but you like this fucking salmon pink you're wearing like is that much of a jump fuck you it was rude it's rude I have one spirit guide who will only let me channel her if I'm in red, like red dress, red scarf, there you go. red lips. And she's like, okay, I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very individual, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's so funny. But I think also like, what was I thinking about? Oh, oh, I was reading this really good article by Caitlin Foisey, who's uh, really a, a glamour witch, like an artist. And something she mentioned, she was talking about having like a connection to Marilyn Monroe and always really loving the glamour of Marilyn Monroe and visiting Hollywood and going to the Roosevelt. And uh, she said that in going to the Roosevelt and channeling the frequency of that space, she started to feel more glamorous like Marilyn, channeling mm-hmm. the energy of the environment, drinking a certain yeah. cocktail, wearing a sequin dress, like all of those things helped her to feel like a starlet and to channel that to energy. To transform, to exactly. get on the boat and go to the other side. Yes. Yeah. totally that's really interesting I also like I really like that idea of channeling the frequency of a place to direct like what you're trying to call in like say you want to be I don't know you want to have your own fucking Vegas show and like hanging out in Vegas and like channeling the energy Mm -hmm. of those like casinos and hotel rooms and like smoky bars and trying to absorb some of that and like turn it into your costume and the way you're presenting yourself to the world or presenting yourself through your art or your craft yeah it's kind of a cool way to do glamour magic that is something I think we all do when we it's not fake it till you make it but it's like research it's like Mm -hmm. it's like when I go to the east coast or or to an old cemetery on the east coast Mm -hmm. I'm taking in the environment and looking at the the -hmm. gravestone decorations and the adornments and getting inspired and not that I want to be a ghost in the (laughs) the fucking cemetery but yeah like taking in Mm -hmm. that energy and like okay and then like putting it into what I make or like the ocean or like things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really, and if you get really specific with it, it's like when they Mm -hmm. say you need to live in LA to act, Mm -hmm. it's not just because that's where the work and the jobs are. It's because that's energy. That's where the energy is. Mm -hmm. This is where Mm -hmm. that environment we're in Los Angeles. That is where, I don't know if we've ever mentioned that before. Oh yeah. We're in LA. (laughs) We're in in Los Angeles. Um, That's where the, 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 you go to these, the Roosevelt and you meet mm-hmm. someone at a bar and then they know yes. somebody that knows somebody and then you make connections and 
absolutely the word i hate the most in the world network but there's something about like authentically like just talking to people here that all of a sudden you find yeah. yourself connecting with all you these do. people that like it's 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 wild there's no place like la there's a guy how i got an agent in la uh when i was acting I just moved here. I volunteered at this thing called Young Storytellers, which is a foundation that uh, volunteers go into schools and teach kids how to write screenplays. That's cool. And then it's so cool. And then we would um, have actors come and perform their their cold read and perform their so their stories for the whole school. I love that. And we took the kids that were, you know, the oddballs. Yeah. And put them into something creative because yeah. they can transmutate and use their glamour mm-hmm. to create a story, a story. for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So anywho, this guy that was another mentor, his name was Ramsey and he's since passed away. So rest in peace, Ramsey. Um, his roommate was a fucking agent. I met him like the first week I volunteered. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, she'll be your agent. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I was with them for like, of like five or six years amazing isn't that weird yeah so that like by being here that's by channeling the energy of the city yeah the city and just the city is so fucking cool because that's it's everywhere Mm -hmm. you meet people and you're like what the fuck do you do Mm -hmm. everyone here is is doing that everyone here is sucking and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not nice it can be it can be extremely toxic Uh as fuck Uh but everyone is like sucking the energy this is where you use your discernment because there are sharks and Mm -hmm. charlatans and scary people here absolutely that will take advantage of you Mm -hmm. but the thing that's like intoxicating about los angeles is that everyone is doing something Mm -hmm. doing something there everybody knows somebody everybody knows somebody who knows somebody and it's just that's mm-hmm. how things happen mm-hmm. versus like a small town where those things aren't happening. Yeah. And if like quiet, gentleness, yeah. slowness is something that you want to embody yeah. within yourself and around yourself, then like those are the spaces for you, small yeah. towns for sure. Yeah. I read this really cool quote from Amy Green, who was the wife of Marilyn Monroe's personal photographer, Milton Green. And it's, it goes, I'll never forget the day Marilyn and I were walking around New York City, just having a stroll on a nice day. She loved New York because no one bothered her there like they did in Hollywood. She could put on her plain Jane clothes and no one would notice her. A glamour. She loved that. So as we were walking down Broadway, she turns to me and says, do you want to see me become her? I didn't know what she meant, but I just said yes. And then I saw it. I don't know how to explain what she did because it was so very subtle, but she turned something on within herself that was almost like magic. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, cars were slowing and people were turning their heads and stopping to stare. They were even recognizing that this was Marilyn Monroe, as if she pulled off a mask or something. Even though just a second ago, nobody noticed her. I had never seen anything like it before. Like wow. that's fucking glamour magic to just pull it out of yes, yourself. That's literally magical. That's wow. Right. To have those two different versions of you, like plain Jane blends in with the cloud cr- crowd. Like that's yeah. one glamour. And then to just like feel it inside of yourself and turn it on a different glamour. That's fucking cool. That's you have to have a lot of control to do that. Mm-hmm. That's very impressive and kind of scary that she had that. Terrifying. Ability. The power. The power. <laughs> and, that, and that she 
have, was able to manifest that. That's very, she's a very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. She's a great witch. She's a great witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marilyn. Marilyn. <laughs> huh. I just think getting into character is so fun, no matter what character you want to be. Like humans are like multifaceted crystals and we can't always be all of the versions of ourselves at one time, but we can tap into the different versions of ourselves when it suits us and like adorn ourselves or adjust our perspective or our language so that it suits these different parts of ourselves as you know who literally does that the all world. the time who actors yeah <laughs> that's literally what i learned how to do mm-hmm. and that's really funny that acting i did a lot of very witchy things when i went to my conservatory mm-hmm. and it was like looking back now I'm like what the fuck <laughs> It's witchcraft. It's magic. It's mm-hmm. glamour. It's it's training yourself how to do exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flip a switch. Do yeah. a thing. And you're another person. And your perspective is from this imaginary character. Yes. Not yourself. Mm-hmm. But sometimes. But, some, but, but depending on your method of yeah. acting and how you access mm-hmm. that, you transmutate your real experiences in life to Mm -hmm. someone else's experience Mm -hmm. and you sort of compare and and you become them literally think it's called transmutation yeah (laughs) now Mm -hmm. that i'm thinking about it remembering these things that also reminds me of just like being queer and like when you're in queer spaces you get to embody this different version of you than like when you're say going to the optometrist Mm -hmm. or visiting your conservative grandma like uh, you have to like shift and adjust into different personalities to fit into the environment you're moving into you put on these different characters yeah totally being a witch like how can i talk about this usually i'm pretty open wherever i go but sometimes i don't want to get questions and Mm -hmm. i don't want to feel that but on this podcast, it's like full blown. Yeah, we witchy. get to be full we witches. We get to talk about the things that we don't get to talk about with other people. Without being afraid. Without being afraid or judged. or. I get so much anxiety when other parents at school ask oh, me what I do. Yeah. I'm like, um. <laughs> right, or like, what do you do? And I'm like, sometimes I, ju- I either say, I, oh, I own a witch I own a witch shop, mm-hmm. which sounds like I have a store. And so totally. I don't say that. <laughs> Or like I make things for witches, it's a lot. but then sometimes I just say, oh, I own an online shop. Yeah. If I don't want to tell this person, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it. Exactly. You know. And that takes our like discernment to know whether or not it's worth investing. Yeah. And then our time and energy into explaining ourselves. Yeah. And then it's like the term, and then I use the term witchy instead of witch, which I think softens it a little bit, mm. which is... Not yeah. something I'm proud of, but it's a tool that I use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone uses, quite frankly. It's yeah. an adjective and it's also a... A way to a, like protect yourself a, a little bit. It's weird. It's a weird... I have a weird mm-hmm. relationship with that term. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is huh. LA, so I've run into less Yeah, people here don't give a shit. But even still, I'll start with like, oh, I'm a psychic. Because I feel like that's more yeah accessible to folks then do people go oh tell me my future sometimes what are the lotto numbers what are the lotto numbers are the raiders gonna win if i knew i wouldn't be talking to you (laughs) (laughs) if i knew the lotto numbers i would be sitting in 
the living room like, of my estate with the air conditioning on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Waiting for my postmates. <laughs> oh, I just got so hungry. <laughs> I love postmates. I think a really simple way to incorporate glamour magic into your life, even if you're not into costume and makeup, is like, what are your self-care rituals? Like, do you wash your face with soap? You hand apply. soap like my fucking husband. No, you do not. Tisk <laughs> tisk. I can't. I cannot get him to stop. Well, my husband uses the same like yellow bar of soap all all over him. I'm like, okay. oh my god. <laughs> and his skin's probably perfect, right? Yeah. yeah. How do they? It's that's rude. glamour. How the fuck do you pull that off? It's annoying. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> Go on. But. Whether it's, you know, your face wash, putting on moisturizer, and just like saying really subtle, giving those items and those processes some purpose. Like, um, may this enchant me with the courage to uh, respond to the situations that I'm in in grace. Or if you're putting eye cream on, may this help me see the opportunities that I desire in front of me. If you're putting chapstick on, may my words be sweet for others so that they receive them well and mm-hmm. I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of little ways that you can glamorously enchant the things that you're using anyway Yeah. to enchant the world around you, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, like, use words or you can activate them with smoke if that's appropriate mm-hmm. for you, like a bell yeah, sound. Yeah, I love a bell. Have a playlist mm-hmm. even. I think Just music, a feeling. Can be, yes. music can be cleansing as well. So I feel like music is a all. really good way. <laughs> Music's a great way to channel, like, glamour what magic. What song was the Six of Swords? Uh, riding in a Fast Car. Oh, Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it fast enough so we can fly away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Transmute. I, yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you want to be like a bad bitch who's making a bunch of money, like listen to like Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh my god, that whole album <laughs> was yeah. like a manifestation. Bodak yeah. Yellow like mm-hmm. pumps me. Mm-hmm. Up. Or like Bia, a whole lot of money. I like listening to that one too. Just anything. Really. Yeah, Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Lil Kim. Or like, female I like, rappers. In general. In general. If you want, yeah. Nicki Minaj. To feel like, yeah, you're in charge of your life and your world. Absolutely. That's. Yeah. Or if you're interested in like Venusian energy, like, you know, put together a playlist of love songs. Like adorn yourself. Like Venus isn't just pink. Like Venus is all the colors of like fertility and nature. Like even this outfit, I think is very Venusian. Yeah. There's flowers. There's, I think they're roses with gold Mm -hmm. sparkles. Yeah. And a thread on my boobie. Yeah. Oh, a titty thread. Don't pull. <laughs> it came out. <gasps> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, no, it's... Mm-hmm. It's like what... Like, I've been listening to it because I saw Florence and the Machine recently. Mm. And I wasn't like a super big Florence and the Machine fan until this latest album because mm-hmm. my assistant Feather's really into Florence. And mm. I'm into Florence's style and just the totally. way that Aesthetically, she presents her. Oh, my God. I get it. Yeah. So it was more aesthetic, but then, and then I, the new album is really good. The Dance Fever album is pretty good because it's more dark. Okay. And it's just really good. Witchy. And it's, it makes, and it's about like 
her finding, like embracing her independence and like not being a mother or a bride. Yeah. There's a song that says, I am no mother, I am no bride, I am king. Oh. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. yeah it's just, that's like the chorus and yeah. it's badass. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been in, like powerful and confident yeah. is what I've been invoking what about Channeling you what have you that, been like, listening inner to witch. i've yeah. been listening to a lot of dolly parton there you go <laughs> like, like non-stop happy, dolly parton yeah happy, and just joyful. like i love that she is such a brilliant songwriter and that she tells stories in every song mm-hmm. like there's a full like feature film <laughs> yeah. in every single song no yeah. matter how many minutes long it is and i just fucking like love dolly i love that she has no problem like like we said earlier like she is glamour magic embodied she puts on this character and she doesn't give a fuck what anybody says about the way she looks and the way she dresses she's like this is who i am in -hmm. public and you'll either love me or hate me for it Mm -hmm. and i think like most people fucking love her for it yeah and it kind of helps remind me that like Kate, like you can be your full self yeah. all the time. Yeah. I get super caught in my head. Like, what are the other parents going to think if I wear this? Yeah. How is that going to affect my kids if I wear this? You do need to think about that yeah. to a certain extent. It's like. But I've kind of gone to the point where I'm like, well, like I'm just Hunter's quirky mom and that's fine. I always think in the back of my head, did you ever see Chocolat with like. <laughs> are you kidding I me? I know you saw it, but I always come back to the part Hi. where her daughter's like, why can't you wear why do you have to wear red shoes? Why can't you wear black shoes like the other mothers? Like the other mothers. Oh, I love that movie. And I'm always, I'm like, am I embarrassing them? But then I look at my kids and they're wearing like eight different Ugh. patterns, two different shoes. It tracks. One of them has a mohawk. Like we're it fine. Makes sense. <laughs> they're not looking at you like, where do these no, kids come they're from? like, my mom lets me wear whatever I yeah. want. <laughs> that movie is a good example of glamour magic and other types of magic because mm. she's in a place that she's very bright in a place that's very not. Mm-hmm. And very judgmental, and she doesn't fucking she care. She doesn't fucking care. Like, golly, she doesn't give yeah. a, uh, And what's she her ends name? up bringing the brightness. Forgot what's her name? Instead of yeah. being dimmed by them. Juliet Binoche. Yeah. We like her. We love her. Oh, that movie. I know. And then realizing that, like, she, she never backs down from it. No. She just pushes through it. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else... They you realize know really good. they've all been glamoring themselves down. Yeah, like and the being priest around or the her monster. What is it? Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, the villain. The villain <laughs> is like a priest. I call him the priest because I don't have any other well, words. Well, he's not the priest. He's more like he's the not. mayor. Okay, the mayor. But he's involved with the church. He's because... very churchy and he's the mayor. And um, at the end, spoilers for Chocolat. If you have not seen this masterpiece, stop listening. <laughs> okay, forward. so at the end of the... There's this Easter, they have this Easter Sunday thing and and Juliette Binoche makes, she makes chocolate, spoiler alert, and she makes all these really like femme, like goddess, nipples of Venus. Venus. (laughs) She makes all these really like inappropriate things to this guy. He's like, oh my God. But in the end, like he like breaks down and like he breaks into her shop and like gorges himself and cries while he's eating this chocolate because mm-hmm. he's having this emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. And they find him the next day and he's just like passed out in the window. And they're just like, she's like, here, have some tea. Like mm-hmm. I knew like like she knew it would happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's like they bent to her glamour 
like spells well, in or just like being they herself. Stood up straight. I yeah. feel like the the town was making them all yeah small. like suppressed. Uh huh. But then her being herself, they were like them all oh, out. It's yeah. so oh, and the woman that's being abused. Oh my god, it's just that so movie good. is just it's perfect. Yeah, it's one of those that I watched many times. It's <laughs> I feel really like good. It's part of like witch canon as well. I've been wanting way, to do something you know? with Chocolat for a mm-hmm. long time. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies for sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And a great example of glamour, I think. Mm-hmm. So you should watch that. And it also is an example of like anti-Romany, anti-traveler yes. racism. Yes, in Johnny Depp's also Europe. in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, a classic. They use the G word a lot. Oh, do they use the G word in that yeah. movie? I don't remember. In a way that's like... Yeah, but isn't it but only they, the G words? Like the Romani, the travelers are saying I think it. he says something like, oh, they say we're this or something oh, like that. Yeah. I don't know. After we watch but it. But there's a whole... It has a lot going on and it's so good. Yeah. It's about a good one. religious repression. <laughs> truly. Truly, truly yeah. And like motherhood and... It taught me a lot when I was a womanhood kid. and yeah. all those things. Yeah. Yeah. A classic. It's so good. <laughs> One of those movies that I think a lot of like witchy people like hold near. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom showed me that. She showed mm-hmm. me all those like. Mm-hmm. My mom too. Yeah. It I wasn't until I was older. I was like, oh, like all of your cultures are represented in this movie. Because right. my mom's like great grandmother, great grandmother. Yeah. Is indigenous. But yeah. then like on her dad's side, we're Italian Romani. And I was just like, oh. See, yeah, like I'll, you don't even know why you love this, but I know why yeah. you love this now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's a mixed indigenous person mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. trying to like fit in, but not really. But not really. No, trying but to make like a living. Grappling with that. Yeah, truly grappling with that. Does she want to fit in? Is she just trying to like be? Her? Yeah, it's but so. She you just always have to watch just it. like no. <laughs> mm-hmm. She chooses herself, and then like the ancestral pressure of like continuing like the travels travels and traditions and sort of do I break that what does that mean Mm -hmm. am I conforming if I break it or am I being myself yeah Yeah, it's so it's so good there's a lot of layers (laughs) so many layers like a delicious chocolate cake what's her name Julie Julie, Dent oh Judy Dent Judy Dent Dame Judy Dent is in it Dame Judy Dench is in it and she's fucking phenomenal per usual oh god yeah okay all the greats we (laughs) could talk about it forever do we want to do a spirit candy i have a spirit candy. please share spirit candy spirit candy spirit candy <laughs> okay i automatic wrote this yesterday um i just said go it's like a spout that i go boop and it just comes out mm-hmm. and then i go er, and it stops mm-hmm. isn't that weird yeah I mean, it's probably not to you i was like, like no <laughs> it's not weird it's at all. so instant mm-hmm Especially the more you practice it. Yeah, it really yeah. is like a little faucet. Yeah, it is. And sometimes when it's backed up, I also feel like it gets backed up. Yeah, When I absolutely. don't do it. And then it's like, just get out of that. And I'm like, fuck. That must be how you feel about like spirits sometimes. <laughs> like, you need to turn off this faucet. You to turn it on. It never turns off. <laughs> so I'm going to try and read this. I don't know who it's from. Expression feeds the mind, body, and soul. Returning to the creative center of your life is a is healing a different way that vines out and feeds others the aspects of you. Mm. 
vines so, out and feeds vines out others. and feeds like the I got like a visual of like That's the juicy. plants the plants being watered by your creative center. Yeah. I don't always talk about me, probably, or in general, or like anyone what it can do. Who's receiving but from it? Yeah, yeah, like, like that, that. Activating that can be really healing, mm. and can you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things that you don't think are associated with. You ask someone, "Are you creative? What do you do creatively?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I don't know, like mm-hmm. nothing. Do you paint? Do you sing? Do you mm-hmm. like act? Do you? dance like what do you do do you cook do you cook do you do, do you your decorate makeup? your home yes do you do your do makeup you paint mm-hmm. like do you garden like what do you do that's creative you know do you make like crocheted doilies i don't know yeah and then it's like how does that affect the rest of your life like if you don't mm-hmm. activate that if you do then what ha- it reminds me of my dad my dad found singing like he's a singer and he didn't sing until <laughs> this is so fucking funny but like do you know the movie the wedding singer absolutely i know that we movie. got <laughs> we got the dvd of the wedding singer and on the special features there was karaoke yes i remember and my dad my family and i started doing it and my dad was just like something activated in him and he was just like awesome. i'm a motherfucking singer <laughs> It was so, and then ever since then, he's sang and we do karaoke together. And it's like, it was a big, it's a big thing. I love that. So he found like his creative, his creative, like what he loves. Mm. And I'm sure that affected him in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So That's it's like so little cute. shit, like a fucking DVD extras. Like mm-hmm. these things don't need to be profound, right? No. But but sometimes maybe that's the missing the missing piece. Yeah. They don't need to be profound and they don't need to be like your entire identity or the way you make money. It just needs to be something that feels fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Anything? I have a little spirit candy. Um, this I was writing when I was like asking my guides questions and something I asked was, how can I stand in my strength with grace? Um, rather than standing in my strength with anger and aggression. (laughs) And they wrote back, how can you stand in your strength with grace? By taking a moment to breathe before taking action. Any action, all action. One deep breath. The pause before the response. A glimpse of the future before pushing send. Breath and time are the support you need. Patience with yourself. And um, I thought this was interesting because in one of the articles that I read, I read so many different things about glamour magic in the last couple days, but in one of them, they noted like a pause before speaking as glamour magic, like a pause mm-hmm. in before your response as glamour mm-hmm. magic. And I do agree. Um, when you're in conversation with someone, whether it's a conversation full of ease or a conversation with somebody who you're trying to, you know, get something from, and that's not always negative. Like maybe you want to be signed for something or get hired for something. But that simple pause really helps you take control of the whole conversation and can like shift it very much mm-hmm. in your favor mm-hmm. and give you that little glimpse of insight so you know exactly the right thing to say. So true. Mm-hmm. Listening. 
Listening. Mm-hmm. Listening is important. Having some patience with yourself. Listening to the voices in your head before spitting things out. Oh, too. God, that's the story of mm-hmm. my life and my marriage counseling therapy. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, hard, it's harder to do with, like, things that you're, for example, mm-hmm. Mike wanna, might want to cut this out, but I don't care. When I drive, I get a little mad sometimes at the drivers. And when I'm alone, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And no one's in the car. But when Mike's in the car, he's like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling at me? And I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. It's like, but you're yelling. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have to be considerate of, of others. So if I would think before I did that. Mm. That would be helpful. Totally. And considerate. But that's that's a little bit of a side note. But yeah. That's just a good idea in general. Yeah. But yeah, having mm-hmm. that that intelligence to listen and to pay attention to what's mm-hmm. going on. Read the room. Read the room. And give yourself a second to like collect your thoughts because sometimes the first thing you feel inclined to say isn't what you actually mean. I'm talking no. to you, Geminis. Us. Me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I said I say some really we can't mean shit. Help ourselves. <laughs> but we learn. That. We learn to help ourselves. I've done I've done a lot of work with like Me doing too. that exact same thing. Me too. I've had to learn it took a I'm lot really, of really, practice. It's yeah. really hard for mm-hmm. us. We're all quiet now. We're like, I know, mm-hmm. like, oh shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this podcast has helped because I don't know what it is about us, but we we have a very easy way of talking. Mm. We don't talk over each other a lot. Yeah. I feel like we have a natural cadence, and that's nice. It is nice. It's nice. It's <laughs> nice to practice that and be like, oh, this is how it should be. Is this how I'm supposed to communicate with the world? I guess so. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, when I'm in sessions with clients, I'm so fucking good at it. Like, yeah. I'm an amazing listener. I'm amazing at responding rather than reacting. And it's, I think, because there's so much preparation that goes into getting into that character Mm. of being the person who is of service but then when I'm like hanging out with my husband and Mm -hmm. he's like what time are we going to this I'm like (laughs) like what do you mean why would you ask me that and he's like I don't know he's like you don't have to be mean to me I'm like I'm not being mean oh maybe that sounds exactly like me (laughs) exactly He's like, I, think I, I told Mike he was you're tired, but you night. don't have to be mean to me. He's like, you don't have to comment on everything. I said something really mean last night. I was like, fuck, that was like, this was really reactive. Robbie Hart, I am the asshole. I am the asshole. <laughs> when she finds the music, she... God, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, having that that preparation and that glamour that you put on before mm-hmm. you speak to clients is what prevents you from being the asshole. Absolutely. And it, it, is sort, <laughs> it is that sense of awareness that I'm trying to develop where it's like, okay, I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be considerate because when I do do those things, I'm not thinking about anything but myself or yeah. just, I'm just not paying attention. Or I'm like fully dissociated. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I'm grumpy or whatever. Like, there's mm-hmm. all these things that it's like. Overstimulated. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like they said, taking mm-hmm. that breath mm-hmm. is nice. I take a breath before we do this. Yeah, me too. Or a minute or a moment or a peep or something. I have to take <laughs> breaths before I like engage with my kids sometimes. Oh, God, yeah. Sometimes it's real easy, but sometimes it's not. I also realize that like maybe 
the reason it's so easy for me to snap at my partner is because I spend so much time like breathing and getting into like a certain role with other people in my world, like my children, my clients, Mm -hmm. the other parents at school, the teachers at school that like, he's like my safe person. So I'm like, that's how that's how I feel. And it's (laughs) and that becomes like a a not good thing. Exactly. Manipulative. But not in a helpful way. way. (laughs) In a, you're not abusing them, but I mean, you're sort of like, you're so comfortable that you just will say whatever you want without the filter, but you actually still need to have that filter for your partner. Yeah, totally. If they're like, you're fucking pissing me (laughs) off, you're being mean, you have to like listen and not be like, no, I'm not. That wasn't my intention. Yeah, you can't do that because that's gaslighting. That's gaslighting (laughs) as fuck and something I've done. You have to be like, you're right. Yeah, I was mean. I was let mean. Me, let me say that again. <laughs> Your feelings are valid. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little marriage counseling one-on-one yeah. for you here on this Glamour episode. That is a weird tangent <laughs> I didn't expect. Dude, like long-term marriage is a weird, it's a weird, weird place to be. It's a weird place which to be. You, you figure it out a little bit every single day. That really is the key is like, mm-hmm. is respecting the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you don't, it's not good. And <laughs> recognizing good. when you slip up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm the asshole. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Let's see. I might. Is there, uh, I'm not going to save that. I'll save that one for a different episode. Do you ever need to set boundaries with your spirit guides? Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that one for another okay. episode too. I like this one especially for glamour magic. I'm torn between helping to break the stigma of witchcraft and staying in the broom closet. What should I do? You being in the broom closet is not, is, is not, um, not breaking the stigma. Mm-hmm. Being in the broom closet is a completely valid place to be, mm-hmm. a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. And I honestly envy some people that are in the room sometimes i feel like going back in there too (laughs) not gonna lie there's still room for me (laughs) i think no in all seriousness i think Mm -hmm. by you existing i'm gonna fucking cry wow Mm -hmm. by you existing and practicing and keeping that close to your heart and not letting it be affected by people is as authentic as you can fucking get And like, there's no reason to leave a safe space unless you really feel in your heart that you you need to, you have to. It's like the energy of the full card. Like, I can't help myself. I must come out. And uh, whether you're a witch or you're you're queer or you're trans, like you're no less valid in your authentic identity, even if you're still in the closet. Like who you know you are is still the real you. Even if you don't feel safe or comfortable coming out to the rest of the world with who you are. Um, So should you stay in the broom closet? Should you come out? Like you alone coming out is not going to end all stigma against witchcraft so like release yourself of that burden yeah you're Um, not you're not hurting witchcraft by being in the broom closet exactly you're not you're not there are those of us like us or like myself i'll speak for myself who i've i feel a calling to speak about it Mm -hmm. and to spread awareness about it Mm -hmm. and that's my thing Mm -hmm. but there are times like i mentioned that i do i want to be in there with you That sacredness. It's a, it's a scary. The sacredness of your secrecy mm-hmm. is it. It's. Mm-hmm. I miss it sometimes. Yeah, 
It really is spiritual protection. So do what feels good to you and like don't allow the pressure of the world around you or what you see on social media be the driving force behind coming out of the broom closet. Let, you know, your desire to emerge be mm-hmm. what pulls you out if and when you feel ready. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the question. Yeah, that was the question. That was the question. Wow. Ah, that was a good one. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> and, and thank, thank you, you <laughs> for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. What is my line? Thank you for tuning into Third Eye Bind. Oh, <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye Line. <laughs> Bye-bye. Until next week. Bye. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care too. of each other. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one on one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania. <laughs>